0: Your older sibling, by temperament, is not phased by this. Your younger child may be a little more jealous in this situation, and that's not bad, that's not good, there's no label to it, it's just jealousy. It's a human emotion that's very healthy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pete Doc Talk podcast, a podcast that keeps growing because of you and your reviews. So whether it's your first episode here, or your 20th episode here, or your 100th episode here, thank you for joining me today. On this episode of Monday Mornings with Dr. Mona, I'm talking about sibling jealousy. And in this situation, it's the younger sibling who is the jealous one. A lot of families usually think it's the older sibling. So let's get to our caller's question.
1: Hi, Dr. Mona. Um, This is Hanako calling from Washington State. I am the mother of two boys, uh, ages five and one and a half. And I'm calling with a question about toddler behavior. My one-and-a-half-year-old gets incredibly jealous and almost violent when I show any kind of affection to my five-year-old, whether it be hugging, just cuddling, or or reading him a book. The one-year-old gets um, pretty aggressive and sometimes hits. And this is a new behavior we've noticed. He's always cried when I give attention to his older brother, but the violent outbursts have been new. And it's honestly been getting harder and harder to deal with because it seems to be getting more and more aggressive. Um, my five-year-old doesn't lash out or hit back. He's, he's very passive and sweet in that way. Um, and I do my best to, you know, remind you no know, hitting, we don't hit. Um, but even if it doesn't come to blows, he still cries and gets very, very jealous and will almost try to push his brother out of my arms or pull the book out that I'm trying to read to him. And it makes it hard to um, give him my attention. So anyway, I was just wondering if you had any insight on this jealous behavior. Thank you, bye-bye.
0: Hannah, thank you so much for this question. I have a lot of tips about jealousy depending on the situation, what's happening, when is the jealousy showing itself? and also the age of the child. But I wanted to tackle this question in particular because you are talking about a younger sibling who is about one and a half years old. First, I want you to normalize the temperament and the situation. I love that you're saying that your older is sweet and caring, and I don't want you to look at what your younger is doing as bad or not good, but something that we definitely want to get curious about and help foster change. I say this because it's easier to label behaviors as bad and good, but I don't want us to label the entire child as such because it can make it harder to make breakthroughs. I know that's not your intent, but I really want to make sure that we're always clear and understanding that, you know what, your older sibling by temperament is not phased by this. Your younger child may be a little more jealous in this situation, and that's not bad. That's not good. There's no label to it. It's just jealousy. It's a human emotion that's very healthy. So first, you got to see if that moment that your child is jealous in does allow for both kids or if it's truly a one-kid activity. As parents, I'm very big on deciding what needs to be a boundary before we create it because you have to make sure that you're committing to what you want to do before you actually can follow through with it. So if there's leeway for this to be a big group activity where you can have reading with both the children, then do it. If your child can be on the lap and then the older child is on the bed or wherever you're reading. But you have to decide that before going in. What is the moment that really is solo activity with my older child? What can be the whole family? What is my decision making process here? And you have to make sure you're committing to that before you decide what to do. The biggest parenting principle here that is going to be very useful and I believe is useful this young for a one and a half year old is validating the feeling and not dismissing. Saying things like, gosh, stop, Uh or your body language matters as well. They sense fear, they sense frustration. The other thing that's gonna be really important is verbalizing and validating what you are seeing happen. So let's call your kids Ryan and Cody, okay? So Ryan is older. So just say it is a moment that is personal for Ryan and Cody, your younger child, is getting upset. Cody, I can see you're very upset because mommy is reading to Ryan. It's Ryan's turn, and then it's Cody's turn. Do you want to sit on the bed or play with your toys? This is key here to be very matter of fact and follow through with the boundary. So you're being very clear and saying, right now, this is Ryan's turn. After this, you can have Cody's turn. So this could mean that they can get upset, But we have to normalize and be okay with the emotions, right? You have to be calm and follow through. So if your decision as a parent is that Ryan, the older sibling, is getting to have one-on-one time with mommy, you have to follow through with that. And you have to be okay with the younger sibling being not okay with that boundary. So this could mean that your younger child gets upset. And like I said, we have to be okay with that. You have to be calm. If your younger child starts hitting, kicking, and throwing, then we have to discipline the unwanted behavior. Remember, the emotion of jealousy is a normal, healthy emotion, but we don't channel it with anger, frustration of hitting, kicking, and throwing. So remember the key here is how you express the words and boundary matters. So calm, very matter of fact. So trying not to raise your tone and saying, Cody, I see that you're frustrated because you want time with mommy but we do not hit. If he hits again, you say, I see that you want mommy, but we do not hit. If we hit, I have to move you away. explains. Hey, are you loving the show? You're halfway through, so I hope that you are. This is a reminder that if you love the show, appreciate our guests, and want to continue to hear amazing conversations, to leave those reviews and ratings. Reviews and ratings are how a podcast continues to grow and reach more people. And the more people we reach, the bigger we can get and the more amazing free content we can provide for you. Yes, you may hear some ads like this one, but my goal is to be able to provide free and accessible health, development, and parenting content to you via the show. Leave a review and rating and update reviews after you hear a powerful episode. Thank you for tuning in. This is made even easier if there's a separate caregiver, right? So if you have your partner that they can take Cody away, the younger child, but if you don't, because you know, you'll have moments where you're with both the children and it needs to be uh, one-on-one with the older. You have to be very consistent and follow through with the boundary with a matter of fact tone, understanding that the other child may be upset in that moment. Remember, the younger child being upset in that moment does not mean they don't love you, does not mean that they're not getting that one on one time with you. You are just saying that this is an event or a moment that I need to give Ryan, the older sibling, his attention, and I will give you my attention when I'm done. It's kind of how we, you know train children on independent play, like giving them more time, right? You're easing them in, but it has to be very consistent and you have to follow through with the boundary you created, which is why I said at the beginning that you have to be very clear on what is the boundary here. If this is something that you don't need to do this for, then you don't do it. But if it is a one-on-one activity that truly has to happen, then you have to follow through with that matter-of-fact tone. You want to avoid the rise that the younger child wants or any child, right? So if they start getting frustrated, you start yelling, like, come on, what are you doing? Like you want to really understand that them getting upset is okay. They can be upset. You can continue on with what you're doing and verbalize and say, I see that you're upset. Mommy's going to finish this time with Ryan. Mommy's going to finish this time with Ryan. So the verbalizing, validation, and the very matter-of-fact tone can really help. It's also really important to then give Cody, a.k.a. the younger child, solo attention when you're able to. So just say this was a situation where you're helping the older with the homework and Cody really wanted to be there, the younger child. So then once that's done, that moment's done, then you're going to give that one on one attention. Scheduled one on one time can even be useful if the situation was reversed and the older child was being the more jealous one and saying things like Ryan reads with mommy right now. And then Cody reads with mommy and allowing Cody to choose the book by pointing. So your child is one and a half. Depending on the development of the child, they may be cognitively able to choose a book or you, know, you put two books out and they can decide. It's still a little bit young. Um, so don't be alarmed if they don't Understand what you're saying, but the consistency of your tone and the verbalization does matter. So, I don't want you to expect your younger one and a half year old to automatically be like, okay, let me go choose a book and everything's going to be great. But you have to be okay with the big feelings. That's the big message here. So, you can have them wait on the side, you know, the younger child, and you're verbalizing that this needs to happen with the older child. And when it is time for one on one time or group time with the entire family, then that's going to happen. I think it's really wonderful that your older sibling doesn't lash or hit back. But remember, if that were to happen, we would discuss it and figure it out. But I really want you to use positive reinforcement for your older child. So sometimes, you know, the older child may start to feel, well, I just keep getting pushed over here. My younger sibling is always pushing me out of the way. And, I, you know, I'm a nice kid by temperament, but I don't like the way that feels. So when you are one-on-one with your older child who is showing no sign of hitting, physical aggression, things like that. I want you to really use positive reinforcement and say, you know what, Ryan? I think it's really great that when Cody was pushing you that you stayed really calm. And I want you to do that again. Try to do that when the younger child is not there. Try to do that when it is truly one on one time, maybe on the way to school the next day, um, you know, bringing up a situation of positive reinforcement. Because I want that older child to understand that they did do something really great in that they were being attacked physically and they stayed really calm. But I also want to normalize it that it isn't okay when they get hit. This is a big concept of, you know, holding your ground, right? I believe that we don't teach our kids to hit back, but I also want children to know that hitting is not okay and that they did something really good by staying calm, even in the face of being hit and that we do not hit, right? That's how we make the world a better place, that we do not fight a physical aggression with physical aggression and recognize that. This is really awesome, Ryan. I'm very, you know, very proud that you did that and you should be proud of yourself, praising the nonviolence. And then also remember to do it for your younger son when you notice it. When your younger son is giving you a moment with your older son or giving you a moment to yourself, positive reinforcement when he is doing a behavior that is something that you want him to do. So obviously when he is hitting, kicking, all of that, we're not gonna say, great job hitting, kicking. No, that is when we set the boundary and saying, hey, look, if you hit or kick, I have to move away, right? But when they're doing a thing that you want them to do, I want you to give that positive reinforcement. And it may not happen in that moment. It may happen the next day at the dinner table where you're talking to your older child or you are doing something with your partner and talking to your partner and your child is giving you a moment. Kids hear no, no, no all the time, including in those early toddler years. But the positive reinforcement can really help wire the brain for, yeah, this is an activity that my caregiver really liked me doing and I'm going to continue to do it. Remember, this is not an overnight thing. I think a lot of times with child behavior, parents feel like, okay, I'm gonna do this and the next day is gonna go great. It really is about consistency. So to bring this all together, so the number one thing is you have to understand what is the boundary you want to create here. Is it a boundary that's important? Is this something that I can have everyone be a part of or is it truly something that is one-on-one? Because if it's something that can allow the entire family, like all the children together, then you don't need to create the boundary. But if it is a true one-on-one activity, then you have to be very consistent. When you are very consistent, you also want to validate and verbalize the feelings of someone who's emotional. Create a boundary of no hitting, no kicking, but verbalize and validate if they're upset. If you are physically with one child and you don't have another caregiver, you are going to verbalize and say, I see you there. I see that you're not upset right now, but mommy's finishing this with an older sibling. You can insert the name there. And then the last thing is be very matter of fact with the boundary. A very matter of fact delivery is so important. So rather than saying, okay, so you're going to do this, okay? Okay, you hear me? Okay. You're going to just say it as a statement. Mommy's reading with Ryan and then it's your turn. You can go pick a book if you'd like to pick a book, right? You're not telling them, okay, you're just giving a statement and a directive. I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so grateful for this community and this podcast. So make sure you leave a review or a rating so more people can discover this podcast. That is how this podcast grows. And I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. As always, please leave a review. Share this episode with a friend. Share it on your social media. Make sure to follow me at PedsDocTalk on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Pete's Doc talk TV. We'll talk to you soon. Have you heard about the terrible twos or 3 Yes, the toddler years can be tough. There is no denying that any phase of parenting can be really hard. There may be picky eating, tantrums, and struggles with potty training, but there is a lot of amazing things that you will see your toddler do during these years. I want you to enter the toddler years understanding toddler development and behavior so you can better approach tricky situations with your child. With resources on picky eating, potty training, tantrums, and other common toddler behavior like sleep refusal and toddler development, the toddler resources here at Peds Doc Talk aim to provide you with the knowledge you need to dare I say, find some or a lot of enjoyment in the toddler years. For more on my on-demand courses, make sure to visit PedsDocTalk.com and check out resources for whatever you need. Have a friend? It also makes a perfect gift. Visit PedsDocTalk.com and click courses for more.